If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to make a podcast? Spotify's got a platform that lets you make one super easily, distribute it everywhere, and even earn money all in one place for free. It's called Spotify for Podcasters, and here's how it works Spotify for Podcasters lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. So, no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to Spotify and everywhere else podcasts are heard. Video podcasts are also available on Spotify. And when you want to take conversations with your fans, to the next level, Q&As and polls are the best way to get them talking. With Spotify for podcasters, you can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. Ever since I discovered Spotify for podcasters, I feel so supported in the creation and distribution of my show. Spotify for podcasters hosts masterclasses, office hours, and more to help creators develop and fine-tune their skills. I highly recommend you give it a try. Download the Spotify for Podcasters app or go to spotify.com slash podcasters to get started. I've clocked a lot of time on this podcast talking about my morning routine, and that's because I've never, quite frankly, prioritized my night routine. And that has been so detrimental to my well-being. You always hear people talking about their morning routines and you always hear people talking about, you know, when you wake up and the first thing that you do when you wake up, that's the most important thing. But if you don't get a good night's sleep, it's game over. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to or back to the show. My name is Lily. I'm your host. Thank you so, so much for clicking on this episode. I hope that you guys are having a fantastic Thursday or whenever you guys are listening to this. I feel like most people do listen on Thursday. Like I can kind of see this is a whole conversation that I've been having lately, just like behind the scenes businessy stuff. But I wish that I could see like the actual times that people listen, but I could see the days that people can listen. And most people listen on Thursdays, which is kind of cool. So you guys are listening on release day, which is really exciting. So thanks for that. But regardless of whenever you guys are listening to this, I hope that you're having a great day. And if you are not having a great day, just know that that's okay too. I have been having lots of conversations. I feel like the world is just heavy right now. Am I wrong about that? I don't think I am. I've been having a lot of conversations with my friends lately. And something that I've been trying to do more of is just to some degree validate their feelings and not come at them with one of those cliches that's like oh it will get better you know you just have to think happy thoughts and it's really easy to respond with that type of you know positivity like oh like you just have to like think happier thoughts especially if you're not really feeling that same level of pain that they're feeling 
And I've really, really been trying lately in my friendships and in my relationships to just let them speak and let them be upset and kind of validate like it's okay to be mad um, or upset or sad or heartbroken or whatever it is. I think that the world is just in a really weird place right now. Like just there's a lot of heaviness happening and I... My platforms aren't and never will be news feeds and I usually don't speak on things that I don't feel qualified to speak on. Um, but just there's a lot of heaviness going on in the world right now and I think that, and it almost feels silly to me to just like repost an Instagram story or something like that. I'm like, okay, what what can I really be doing that's helpful? And the only thing that I can really think of is just as cliche as it sounds, just continue to love on people and recognize that the world is a heavy place to be and it always will be. Um, but if I can just continue to be kind and continue to love on people, I was scrolling Instagram reels, which I've been really trying to get off of Instagram. I don't know. I just, I feel like it, it makes me feel bad about myself right now and the season of life that I'm in. And so I'm just kind of taking a step back from Instagram. I'm probably not going to post on stories or I might do like a photo dump or something or post a reel, but I don't know. I'm just, I'm not really feeling like social media is a place where I want to hang out these days. And so I've, so I'm kind of in a place where like, if I want to share something, I will, but I also am not feeling, I'm also not feeling like I really want to share these days. So I'm, if you don't see me on Instagram, that's just why I'm not really feeling it. Um, that was a little bit of a tangent. I was scrolling reels and I saw a reel um, and this guy said, in times like this where it feels like the world is heavy and it almost feels like God is silent, I think that's just because he said to. And so, so I don't know where that applies in your life, but I know for me, I think that sometimes there's power in the silence you know, when there's not much to say or not much to do, sometimes all we can do is listen um, and be there for the people in our life or kind of just wait and listen for an answer or a reason. And it might not ever come, but sometimes it will. Um, so I don't know. I don't know where this applies to you in your life. I'm thinking of, you know, millions of, of examples in, in my own life and just in the world right now, but maybe you are watching the news and you're sad or you're watching someone go through something and it makes you sad and it makes you feel empty or hopeless or like there's nothing to do and I feel that way a lot and I feel like all we can continue to do is just love on our people and love each other okay I feel like that was just a total brain dump on you guys but I clearly am going through some stuff and feeling the heaviness firsthand and that's okay um I know that a lot of us are and that's fine. So wherever you're at today, if you're not feeling happy, if you're not feeling positive, that's okay. You don't have to. Life isn't always going to be happy and positive vibes. And and the best thing that you can do for yourself and others is just continue to, you know, validate your own feelings, feel your feelings, and then love and support where and when you can. So anyway, we are going to talk about creating the perfect fall night routine and why I think it's more important than your morning routine today now that we've gotten that deep conversation out of the way. But what would the podcast be without a little deep combo, right? That's kind of that's kind of just like how we roll around here. But first, we're going to talk about things that I'm loving right now. Um, and I've got a couple little like announcements, administrative things that I want to chat with you guys about. So 
First and foremost, if you did not catch last week's episode with my mom, you've got to go back and listen, okay? That was one of my favorite episodes, and I know that I say that about all my guests, but this one was extra special because it was with my mom, and we recorded that back in August when I was in California at Spotify, and it was just really cool to like actually sit in the studio and record, and there's a video up of that whole it's like that's a full video podcast so if you guys want to go watch the video you can watch it on Spotify I'm trying to figure out a way to I mean I guess I should just do it I can just put it on YouTube but last time I tried to upload a video to YouTube it like made me jump through all these hoops and it just wasn't working um but whatever that's just like I need to sit down and figure it out um because it really should not be that difficult but YouTube was really making it difficult for me I think because it's such a long video, you had to like verify the channel and all these different things. And it was going to make me like put in all this info about me to verify that I'm not like a robot and I'm not like a spam account. It was just going to be this whole big hiccup and I need to just sit down and do it. But it's very, very, very low on my list of priorities to start a YouTube channel for the show. But maybe one day. Um, anyway, that's, that's not my point. Um, my point is that episode was really fun to record. So if you haven't listened, you definitely need to go listen to that. It is available on Spotify. Like I said, the video you can watch on Spotify and then you can listen to it on Apple, anywhere you get your podcasts, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Second little admin thing is that I haven't recorded an Ask Me Anything episode in a little bit. And this is essentially the type of episodes that are like an advice column. So you can send in your situations and I usually choose like three, maybe four of them to give advice on. So the more detail that you send me, the better, the more like, I don't want to say juicy, but like the juicier the situation, the better advice I can give. So in July, I think was the last one. And we talked about relationships. We talked about body image and we talked about trusting the timing of your life. Um, so it can really be about anything, but if you have a situation that you want me to provide advice on, give you a little bit of my feedback, my perspective, feel free to send me your situations. And like I said, make them a little juicy, um, and provide lots of detail because that's when the best episodes happen is when you guys give me like kind of, you know, the details, the details, you don't have to drop names or anything, but like I need a little bit of detail. So if you want to be featured, if you want your situation to be featured in the next advice column episode, be sure to send me an email with your situation. Just hello at lilyrayco.com. That's H-E-L-L-O at lilyrayco.com. L-I-L-Y-R-A-K-O-W. It'll be linked in the show notes for you guys too if you want to shoot me a message with your situation. Um, and then the last little admin thing that I want to chat with you guys about is I know, I know, I know, I know that I said I was going to do two episodes in October and November. Um, but guys, I just cannot get it together. Like if we're being totally transparent, I just so... I don't know why I think that I'm like a superhero or something, but I literally looked at my, like if you, I know that we're all busy. Oh, we're all busy. Like, you know, you're going to get the busy excuse, whatever. I just couldn't do it. Plain and simple. I like looked at the calendar and I was like, there's no freaking way. Like October is going to be over before we know it. I can't even believe it's the 12th. Like it, I am, I'm, I'm still stuck in August. If we're being totally transparent, I am still mentally in August and it's now 
October. So I couldn't do it. Um, do I have, you know, an idea, a dream, a wish to do two episodes a week? Absolutely. Um, but I don't think that I can do that until I have help. You know, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if that's like an editor or a studio that I can actually sit down and record at, you know, on the regular, or if that is, um, like a content manager, I have no idea, but I know that if I want to continue to elevate the show, I need helping hands, but I also feel like I don't know what I need exactly. And so it's hard for me to ask for help when I don't know what type of help I need. You know, when we did the goal setting series in September, I kind of wrote out like what, you know, what's the goal to post two episodes a week? How am I going to do it? This and that. And then it just all crumbled. And so I think that that's a prime example of like what I was saying the whole time of like, your life will continue to hand you situations and circumstances that you are not prepared for or you feel like you aren't necessarily equipped for and you just have to continue to pivot. And my entire life has been one giant pivot and, or not a giant pivot, it's been multiple big or small pivots depending on what the situation is and that's just kind of how things go. Um, you know, I don't know. And, and I feel like I'm letting people down. I do. And I, 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 sat on the couch for a while the other day and just talked to Lexi and I was like, can you just tell me that I'm not like a bad person or like a bad business owner or a bad podcast host or a bad creator because I can't do this. And she, you know, she just kind of like knocked some sense into me, but I'm sitting there. I'm like, I'm a failure because I can't do this. And you know, I don't know. It's like, is that true? Maybe. Is it not true? I don't even really know, but you know, I try to produce a good episode and I don't know, do my best and, and here we are. So anyway, long story short, two episodes a week, honestly, we can just forget about it. Like that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. Um, and then I sit here and I'm like, oh, do I want to do Podmas again? Do I want to post an episode every single day in December? Like they do in Vlogmas. And I have no idea. I look back at my life a year ago and I'm like, how the frick did I do it? And I don't know how I did it because I burned myself out. I don't know stay tuned for all of that. Okay. That is the end of the little admin discussion that we needed to have. All right. So let's talk about a couple things that I am loving right now. The first thing is Maverick City Music. It's a band. Um, or a group. I don't really know. I feel like with a lot of worship music, they have, it's churches that create like a worship band and then they have all these different record labels and stuff. I don't really know. But I heard a song from them that my friend had sent me and then their music just started popping up on my Instagram reels because like Instagram reads everything in your phone basically. And they just send you reels that they know that you're going to pay attention to. And so they just released a new, I don't know if it's an EP or an album, but I think that there's like six or seven songs on it. Um, and I only know that because it kept popping up. So I went, I looked at the EP or album and they've got some good songs on there. So I really like the song yet, um, by Maverick city music. And then there's another one called firm foundation by them. So I'll link that in the show notes, but I've really been enjoying that music lately. My second favorite thing that I've been enjoying right now is my new Bible, which I got off of Amazon. And I have been looking for a Bible specifically for women. And I want it. I really like when they have 
bonus content. (laughs) I don't know if that's the right term for it, but like, you know, like little, little blurbs explaining specific verses or, you know, reading plans in the back or just like, I like a little bit of explaining. And I think this is a really good tool for anyone who is getting back into their faith. I've recently just, you know, started going back and like trying different churches in the area. And I'm definitely just slowly getting back into my faith, like I mentioned. And, um, you know, I was at podcast movement with my friend Callie. Um, and she was super, super encouraging of like, you know, I, I told her that I was feeling more called to share about faith on the podcast, but I don't really feel qualified (laughs) to some degree. And she just gave me some good advice. And she was like, you don't have to know it all and you don't have to have all the right answers, but if you just feel called to share like little bits and pieces, like feel free. And so Anyway, I wanted to share this with you guys because it's been a very cool tool. So if you're anything like me and you're kind of on the market for a new Bible and you just want a little, like just like little things to help you better understand the word, um, I would recommend this one. So it's called Flourish, the Bible for Women. And it is um, a, I think it's like a newer edition. Um, I think it came out in September. It's an NIV Bible. Um, So if you guys prefer one version over the other. Um, it's an NIV and they have a lot of cool, like, you know, featured content, um, you know, just like places where they call it specific verses. And, and I found lately a lot of the little, like think about it bubbles or, you know, kind of like bonus content bubbles. They always happen to call out exactly what I need in that moment. They always just seem to apply exactly to the situation in my life that I'm going to, which I know is not just a coincidence. It's a, it's a God thing for sure. Lexi and I were laughing the other day. We were like, isn't it funny how like you could be reading something and you know, you don't see the little, you don't see over on the next page that it says, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then you know, your study has you read the thing on the next page that says X, Y, and Z. And you're like, that was not there before. Like that is definitely a call out right there. That's just a God thing that, you know, he planted that little blur right there for you. But I was doing a reading in first Peter three, one through six, and this chapter specifically talks about marriage, which I am nowhere near right now, but there was a little think about it bubble that talks about how your actions will communicate more clearly than your words ever could. It just made me very reflective on some things that happened in my life recently. And I was just like, oh, okay, you know, (laughs) there we go. So I think that sometimes, especially when you're just getting back into your faith, the word can be very confusing. And sometimes you don't want to ask questions because you're like, well, I don't, you know, I feel like I should have this figured out. But in reality, like you should be asking questions. And so having, so having a Bible that has like additional explanations for things, I think is really helpful. They also have questions for growth, which are just basically journal prompts or questions that you can chat about with God. And I have just really been enjoying this Bible. So um, I'll leave a link in the show notes for you guys if you're interested, but I would really recommend, like I said, especially if you're anything like me and you just feel like you got a lot to learn, this has been very helpful for me. If you take a look at trend searches, interest in learning a new language is only increasing over time. And there tends to be a little bit of spike in the fall, and that's because it is the perfect time to pick up a new hobby. 
like learning a new language. I'm currently using Babbel to learn Spanish and I took a couple Spanish classes in college and a little bit in high school, but it's always been a bucket list thing for me to learn how to speak Spanish and actually hold a conversation with someone. And that's why Babbel has been so helpful. It's been really easy to learn how to order food, ask for directions, and even speak to merchants. All of Babbel's tips and tools for learning a new language are approachable, accessible, and rooted in real life situations. So you can learn how to have a real conversation based on real teaching with Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for 8020 listeners to get started right now. Get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for 8020 listeners at babbel.com slash 8020. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash 8020. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash 8020. Rules and restrictions may apply. I've clocked a lot of time on this podcast talking about my morning routine, and that's because I've never, quite frankly, prioritized my night routine. And that has been so detrimental to my well-being. So it has hurt me way more than it's helped me. And I don't know why I ever thought that I needed to not have, that I that I could get away with not having a night routine, but boy, was I wrong, okay? And this has been, I think, like one of the missing pieces when it comes to my own personal wellness and self-care and all that jazz has been just kind of like letting anything happen at night and giving myself the green light to kind of do whatever I want and then just go to bed whenever. When in reality, having a little bit of commitment to your sleep schedule can be such a game changer. So I have a couple like main points of the episode here. Um, First is why should we prioritize our night routine and then what it takes to create your own night routine. And then I'm going to walk you guys through my current night routine and just to give you guys a little bit of an example. So those are going to be like the three main parts of this episode, why we need to prioritize it, how to create one, and then my current routine and just like little tips, habits, tricks that I like that you guys can try if you want to. Um, So first and foremost, why should we prioritize the night routine? Like I mentioned, I I hadn't. I had not been a big night routine person. I didn't think that it was something that I had to participate in. And I don't know why. And maybe it's just because I've never, I don't know, you always hear people talking about their morning routines. And you always hear people talking about, you know, when you wake up and the first thing that you do when you wake up, that's the most important thing. But if you don't get a good night's sleep, it's game over. And when I think back to some of the toughest times in my life, a lot of it, a lot of it was because I was only getting like four or five hours of sleep and I was waking up feeling exhausted trying to do my morning routine, but really it starts with your night routine instead. Summer, I was kind of like all out of a routine, but since summer has ended, I've spent really the past six weeks kind of fine tuning my my nighttime routine so I could kind of use myself as a test dummy. And what I found is your night routine really, really, really matters. And I don't know why I ignored it for so long. So let this be a little bit of a wake up call to some degree. Like if you've never been a big night routine person, now's the perfect time to start. And my three biggest reasons as to why we should prioritize our night routine um, are the following. So first and foremost, it helps you sleep better. And sleep has been the biggest wellness hack 
that I could have ever imagined. And I found that because I've let my body get, you know, eight to nine hours of sleep every night, recently, I have felt so much better. And it's just like a domino effect into the rest of your life. So I know that it's not possible for some of us to get eight to nine hours of sleep, but you have to somehow find a way because your body was not made to operate in a constant go, go, go schedule. Like you have to have time to rest and recuperate. And I haven't done too much digging into truly like sleep in and of itself, but there's so much research on it. There's so many books on sleep. Like we just know that it's a very, very, very important part of your wellness. And once I started sleeping better, my skin started to clear up. I started to feel better about myself in general. It just turned into a domino effect of a healthier life for me because I was prioritizing sleep. So first and foremost, you got to prioritize your night routine because you got to prioritize sleep. Secondly, it makes your mornings more predictable and it makes your life more predictable. If you know for a fact that you're going to go to bed at a certain time and you know for a fact that you're going to wake up at a certain time, you can figure out how much sleep you're going to get and then you can figure out how tired you're going to be in the morning or maybe you're not going to be tired at all. And then you can kind of go, you know, into your day knowing and feeling confident that you got the rest that you deserved and that you needed. And then you can have a great day. So you're not going into the evening with like, I'm only going to get four hours of sleep because I stayed up until 2 a.m. scrolling and I got to be up at six. And, you know, you can actually have a very predictable morning. I've also found that because I have prioritized my sleep and my evening routine, I'm more predictable in my relationships and I'm more predictable in my mood. I'm, my appetite has been better controlled. And so I just know that sleep has been so, so important to me and my healing journey. And I know it's not easy. I struggled with sleep for such a long time and probably like three, for probably the past three years, I've really, really struggled with sleep. And it started in 2020 when the world kind of got, you know, into that weird situation that we were in. And I couldn't sleep for probably like six months to a year. I could not sleep. And I was just so stressed out all the time. And, and then I moved and it just turned into like this whole big thing of me, like never, ever sleeping. And it wasn't until recently when I've taken taking kind of just like control back over you know my stressors and my anxieties and I have I been able to actually sleep well at night and I would contribute a lot of that to the night routine and so if you're not sleeping well there is so many potential factors that could be playing into that so I encourage you to explore it maybe play with different things whether that's you know food or cutting out caffeine to some degree or you know not drinking coffee after a certain time every day um, or just plain and simple trying a different night routine so let's talk about what you need to create your own night routine so we've spent a lot of time talking about sleep and I think that it's important to ask yourself the question, what do I need to focus most on? So in order to create your own night routine, there are a couple things that you need to ask yourself. And the first thing that you need to ask yourself, maybe you write this down, maybe you just answer this question out loud or to yourself. I don't know, maybe you're like on a walk and you're just going to think about it. That's fine too. Um, What do you need to focus most on when it comes to your evening? For me, like we talked about, 
it was sleep. So because my number one priority became getting a good night's sleep, I was able to kind of just research and play with and develop different habits that I could use to help improve my sleep. So I'm not sure what part of your night routine needs to be fine-tuned. I don't know if you're starting from scratch, like maybe you just don't have a night routine like I didn't. Um, Or maybe you have like a couple things that you do, but you want to kind of perfect it more. That's fine too. But wherever you are in your night routine journey, I want you to think about like the little things that you do, like what is helpful to you and what is hurtful to you. A couple examples. Helpful might be taking a shower, dimming the lights, lighting some candles. Hurtful might be scrolling your phone, watching, you know, four hours of an anxiety-inducing TV show or an anxiety-inducing movie. For me, that's like scary movies or like scary TV shows or something. Like I ha- if I'm going to watch TV at night, it's got to be something happy like Friends or something because I don't want that anxiety of, you know, a dark, scary, sad TV show or movie. I don't want that going into my sleep because it's going to come back in my dreams or it's going to keep me awake at night. And I'm very, very sensitive to those types of things. And so I think just making sure that you're surrounding yourself with good energy, obviously throughout the whole day, but especially at night is super, super important. I think too, sometimes we often save tough conversations for nighttime. And so whether you're coming home to your roommates where you have certain situations that you need to talk about, or maybe you're coming home to your spouse or your partner and you guys, you know, kind of hash things out at the end of the, at the end of the day, that's okay because, you know, I think like the dinner table is a great place to have spirited discussions, but I also think that you need to surround yourself with good people and good energy in the evening because I also think that that is where a lot of healing and magic can happen is when you are just like sitting on, like some of my favorite nights are the ones where my friends and I are just like sitting on the couch, we're laughing, we're playing music, someone's cooking dinner and we're all just like hanging out and having a great time and I think that that's one of the coolest parts of being in your 20s is like, you know, I think of the show Friends a lot because I almost feel like I'm like living like in that show. Like something is always happening that's funny or interesting or someone's always got a new relationship that they're exploring and we're all just like figuring out life. Like some of us have good jobs. Some of us are waitresses. Like it just, it literally feels like the show Friends sometimes. And some of my favorite times are when I'm just sitting around enjoying being with my people. I don't even know where I was going with this point, but oh, I think I was just saying how like some of my favorite nights and some of the nights where I get the best sleep are the nights where, you know, we're all just like hanging out, laughing, having a good time, having great conversations. And then, you know, someone's like, all right, well, I got a roll. And then we all are just, you know, we close out our nights and we all go back to our respective houses and, you know, shower and go to bed. And those are the nights where I don't find myself scrolling on Instagram. Those are the nights where I don't find myself wishing that, you know, I had more in my life because I just feel so fulfilled because I'm with people that I love and that I know love me. And so I know that that's not like the easiest tip or trick that I could give you um, because finding those types of people is really, really, really hard. And trust me, I know that. But the best nights that I get the best sleep are the ones where I clock time with the people that I love. And I know that that's not like the easiest 
tip or trick that I can give to you guys, but I think that one of the best sleep hacks that I found has just been kind of mitigating anxieties and worries at night. And that can truly start with what you're consuming and who you're around with in the evenings. So what do you need more of in your night routine and what do you need less of? And what's going to be like a main focus? Maybe pick like one or two top priorities for you. Do you want to find new ways to wind down? Do you want to prioritize sleep? Do you want to work on a side hustle when you get home from work in the evenings? Do you want to prioritize cooking dinner? Like I don't really know what the priorities in your night routine are going to be, but pick like one or two areas where you think could use some improvement and then build a couple habits around that. So let's talk a little bit about some things that I do in my current night routine that I think have been really beneficial. And I really want to take a second to remind you guys that just because these are things that I do in my night routine doesn't mean that they have to be things that you do in your night routine. And when I spent so much time just consuming content, listening to other people's podcasts and their routines and watching YouTube videos and watching people do their routines and you know, scrolling Instagram mindlessly. And when I really was in the thick of consuming content and consuming other people's routines and trying to put those routines into practice, I never felt fully right in my routines because they weren't really mine. So take these habits, take these practices with a grain of salt, try them for yourself if you feel called to. And if they don't feel right, don't do them. There's no point in doing a routine that you didn't build yourself because it's never going to work properly for you. So as I give you guys kind of a couple habits and tips and tricks that I do in my routine, remember that they're all tangible. You can play with them. You can do them for a little bit and decide that you like them or do them for a little bit and decide that you don't like them. You're never stuck in this. This is just to give you guys some ideas, get the wheels turning and help you build your own night routine. So let's go ahead and dive in to some habits that I do in my current night routine. First and foremost, I like to set the mood in my house. So that means kind of like winding down. Overhead lights are not really my thing. I have some under the cabinet lights, so I like to turn those on. Um, I'll shut all the blinds. I'll light some candles. I have a lamp in my living room that I like to turn on and maybe I'll put some music on or put on a TV show or something like that. We kind of talked about TV earlier, but it's got to be like positive TV. It's got to be like friends or something funny like that. So I really just like to start kind of setting that winding down mood. And I think too, because the sun is going to set earlier and earlier, it's important to really just like make your home a cozy, fun place to come back to. So maybe add more blankets to your living room or add more pillows to the couch or add more candles as the seasons continue to change and the winter blues kind of start to sneak up on us. Um, I think it's important to make your space really cozy and really fun to be in. And so maybe that's like adding more plants or adding some string lights or something like that. Just making it a fun place to be because when you get home from a long day at work or maybe you work from home and you kind of want to, you know, flip a switch and make some sort of transition into your night routine, you want it to feel like a home and you want it to be a fun place to be and a place that you want to wind down in and not like an, an anxiety filled space. So for me, because I work from home now, 
a big thing has been kind of transitioning into the night. So putting work away, having a hard stop at, you know, 6 p.m. and kind of shifting, shifting the the vibe into like, okay, now we're in home mode and we're going to have a good evening. I think that's super important. So maybe next do you use this time to cook dinner. And I don't know if you like to cook or if cooking is, you know, something that you do. I like to try to cook at least three meals at home every week. Um, and then other than that, just kind of do leftovers or maybe plans, plan dinner with friends. Um, but I found that the nights that I cook are sometimes the most fun because it's just nice to like cook a dinner and sometimes I'll invite people over um, or I'll just be like, hey, Lex, I'm cooking tonight and we'll plan on eating at whatever time. And it just kind of makes me feel really at home when I use my kitchen and kind of pour a little bit of love and time into a meal. It makes you feel really good. So once I started cooking again, I think it really a helped my relationship with food and b helped my evening routine because dinners weren't rushed. They weren't this thing that I felt like, oh, I just had to cook like the easiest meal possible, like plain chicken and rice. Like I could actually cook a nice, yummy, delicious meal. And that's been really helpful in helping me wind down at night is just enjoying a meal and enjoying conversation over dinner. So after I eat dinner, now's a good time to kind of clean up the house. So like do the dishes. I really made it a priority these days to actually go to bed with a clean house, like nothing on the counters, wipe them down, nothing in the sink, start the dishwasher, sweep the floors, put all the pillows back on the couch, fold the blankets. Like I think that this has helped me in my feminine energy as well. And I know that I'm going to get people that are like, well, you know, guys can clean up the house too. That's fine, whatever. But I really feel my most feminine when I'm doing like these quote unquote homemaker activities. And that's been really, really beneficial to me is like fully stepping into like, we can call it like a homemaker role. I'm not like making a home for anyone but myself right now, but I'm just like, I'm just enjoying doing like the girly like homemaker things. And I think that that's totally okay. Like it's helped me become more in touch with my feminine energy. And, um, and that's been really, really important in my healing journey. And we can talk all about this in a totally different episode because I'm kind of getting into like a totally different topic here. But I think like taking the time to make sure that you're cleaning the house, maybe put on some good music or keep watching TV or light some candles, like take time to take care of your home. And when you do that, you get to wake up to a clean space. It's not anxiety inducing. It's not stressful. You know where everything is. And it just feels good to have a nice clean space to fall asleep to and to wake up to. I've also started to take some additional supplements when I go to bed. You guys know that I'm a big believer in AG1 and I take that every single morning, but I've also started to take like one or two digestive enzymes at night because it helps with my digestion. And then I've also started to take magnesium. And to be totally transparent, I don't know what magnesium does for you, but I know that it's a big, I know that it benefits sleep. So my mom just told me to start taking magnesium so I did. And I think that it's been helpful. So I like to take magnesium before bed. I also will sit with my legs up a wall just to reverse some blood flow. So I typically will just do this while I'm sitting in the living room with Lexi. We'll just kind of like 
lay down on the couch or like on the floor and then put our legs up on the couch or I'll just like pick a random wall in the living room and just lay there with my legs up a wall and that's really helpful to help with digestion any kind of mitigate any potential bloating and just reverse blood flow from the day I love doing that and it just it feels good so I like to lay there with my legs up a wall and then when we both kind of like go into our separate rooms and like say good night um, I'll typically switch the light in my room to an orange or a red light. I have a color changing light bulb and I'll link them in the show notes for you guys, but it comes with a remote. Um, I think it's the HE, um, just the HE lights. You can get them at Target or, you know, like literally wherever Home Depot. I love to just have an orange or a red light. I think that it helps with it has helped me with sleep in my opinion. And then I'll typically just sit in my bed, I'll read, I'll journal, I'll pray and just kind of like start to wind down. Any any anxieties from the day, this is usually when I just like let it all out, let it go. And that's been a really, really big component for sleep as well has just been kind of like letting go of the anxieties from the day because I was the type of person that would literally like lay there and stare at the ceiling and just overthink everything like every single conversation that I had that day I would like replay in my head and I would just make such a big deal out of nothing so I think that if you're sitting there and you just don't really know what to do with like these worries or whatever if you're really overthinking everything it's a great opportunity to write about it and pray about it and just kind of ask for guidance as you know what how do I navigate this and that's always been really helpful for me has just been kind of just requesting guidance so for me if I'm sitting there and I'm like overplaying every com or overthinking every conversation and replaying things in my head I will just write about it and pray about it and get the answers and that's that and then I typically will just go to bed like I'll just turn off the light and I'll just like lay my head down and pass out and so that's been my current night routine and I think that because I've made it very peaceful and I think very um just just very calm and very feminine as well like I didn't even talk about like stuff to do in like the bathroom or like the shower but I love dry brushing before I shower and I love like lighting a candle while I'm showering and oh I also switched all the light bulbs in my bathroom to the colored light bulbs so to really like set a peaceful mood I'll put like an orange or a red light on in my bathroom um and just like really making it peaceful and not having the sense of like, oh my gosh, there's still so much that I have to do from the day. Like once you put a clear division or a clear divider between your workday and your personal and rest time, there's a huge shift that happens. So I think that if you're really struggling with like overthinking, worrying, anxieties at night, take a peek into what you're bringing home from your work day or what you're bringing home from your school day and somehow create some sort of division between like, okay, I'm going to leave work at work or if you work from home, I'm going to leave work in the extra bedroom that I use as an office and I'm going to actually be here in my home. Even if you live alone, even if you live alone, you can still create some sort of division between your work day and your personal day or your personal evening. And I found that that really has been a game changer. So I hope that these little tips and tricks have been helpful for you guys. I know that it's not like, there's nothing big here. There's nothing like crazy. I don't have like a secret key or a secret ingredient to getting the best night's sleep of your life. But I definitely think that it's the little habits that you do in your night routine that make for the biggest impact. 
And that's kind of like what I am transitioning to do with this podcast. And I've talked about it a little bit in recent episodes, but I'm starting a mentorship program called In the 20 and it is high impact habits for an efficient and peaceful lifestyle. So it's going to be like a little bit mentorshipy, but also a lot community based. And so I really want to start doing like in-person events. I want to do workshops. I want to do just like really helping people create the best habits for their own peaceful life and and really just finding ways to alleviate anxiety in your life because that has been a big thing for me and I think it's it, it is a big thing for a lot of people. So so if you enjoyed this episode and you want to learn more about high impact habits, um, join the waitlist for in the twenty and it's gonna be really fun um it'll be early 2024 is when it'll launch i don't have the perfect picture painted of what this is gonna look like but i feel like it's gonna be one of those things that's like you just start doing it and it just becomes what it is and what it's supposed to be so if you want to join the waitlist, um click the link in the show notes um you can sign up to be notified when in the 20 stuff goes live um, if you guys want to see more of me, you can follow me on Instagram at Lily Rayco. Like I said, I think I'm just going to take a little break from Instagram. I don't know what it'll really look like. I'll probably post about the podcast, but other than that, just kind of like, I feel like I need to go in for a little bit, like just like worry about myself, work on the podcast, stop kind of just like posting just to post. I took a picture of me like about to set up and record the podcast and I was like, do people care? Like, I don't know. Like, should I even press post? I don't know. So I didn't, but I don't know. I have such a weird relationship with social media. Anyway, follow me on Instagram if you want to, at Lily Rayco. You can also follow the podcast Instagram at 8020pod. Um, and yeah, that's kind of it. I have a newsletter. If you guys want to sign up for the newsletter, that goes out like once a week. Um, other than that, that's kind of all I have for you today, but I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you very soon.